Well, it is a great privilege this morning to have somebody else preach. I get to relax a little bit more this morning. We began this year um, with a new sermon series that's going through the entire month, which is going to end next week, uh, on a lifestyle of worship. And if you missed any of those, you can go back and watch them or listen to them on our website if you would like to do that. But as we were talking about that series in staff meeting, we got into a discussion that, hey, it'd be great to get all of the staff members involved in that series. And so I thought it was a great idea. So next week, um, Pastor Jan is going to wrap up the series with a message that has to do with um, a lifestyle of worship. But today, it's great to have Pastor Nate be bringing the message to us. And... Um, we are very proud of Pastor Nate. Most of you, you know, you've been going to church here for quite a while, so you know who Pastor Nate is, but we do have quite a few new people. Pastor Nate um, didn't quite grow up in this church, but almost. Came here early, early teens, maybe right before early teens, I don't know. But God has developed him and molded him and shaped him in worship and in other areas of ministry. And we are so glad that even though he went away, he came back and is now part of our staff as our worshiping youth pastor. So, Pastor Nate, come and talk to us about worship. Amen. Amen. Just bear with me as I get set up here this morning. I want to take the time to first say thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to bring the word to you this morning. And so, before we get going, if you want to turn to Psalms 150, verse 1, and we're going to go to verse 6. But I quickly just want to recap the first three sermons. The first sermon of the year, Pastor Tim brought the word and he set the foundation for our sermon series of worship is a lifestyle a lifestyle of worship and then to the second week he brought the word about worship is surrender and we talked about the surrendering part of worship and how that is very important to worship and then last week he brought the word about worship is service and we talked about the different areas that need your heart that there's a lot of there's a lot of work in the kingdom to be done and so today i have a word for you about worship but I want to use another word to help us grasp a deeper meaning of the reason why we worship. So I'm going to use the word adoration. So today my title is Worship is Adoration. And so I, th I think back to a couple of times we used to go, as a family, we used to go to a conference, and some of you guys used to be a part of that. Um, they used to have prayer breakfasts on Saturday, and the pastor that was over that ministry, she was talking about worship. And she used this word, adoration. And when she used that word, it opened a different perspective towards how I think about worship. And so most of the time, people associate worship with music. And yes, that may be true, but in reality, worship is expressing adoration and love for God to show that we love God and our, and our heart is in a posture of gratitude. We worship in a way of communi ad communicating adoration to the Father for who He is and for what He has done and for what He will do. 
Amen. So this morning, I just want to quickly talk to you about different forms of worship. First, as you know, there's worship in music. Music, the instruments that we play, our voices, they're singing. But then there's also more creative types of worship. There's worship painting, where artists are able to use their gifts and, and put together a painting that, that glorifies God. But then also there's spoken word. There's poetry. Those that are great with words to put together words and they use that to bring honor and glory to God. But we also have dance. We have different types of dance and, and that, that is bringing glory and honor to God. Some would say dancing like David danced. But we also have flags and banners. And each of those flag colors have a different meaning. Some different meanings is just, it's fighting in the spiritual realm. And so those are different, the different types of creative worship that we love to uh, put on display for the glory of God. So if you would, if you have already gotten there to Psalms 150 verse 1 to 6, it says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequal greatness. Praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with a loud clanging cymbals. But let everything that have breath sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so we understand that the meaning of worship is to recognize God's worth and showing appreciation for it because of who he is and for what he has done. But let's take a look at the meaning of adoration. Adoration is a feeling of great admiration and love for someone or something. How many of people would say here that you have adoration or love for someone? By a show of hands. <laughs> yes. There is many people in our lives that we adore, that we love and we care for. And so if we put that picture quickly up on the screen. This is Daylene, my fiance. For those who do not know. <laughs> that is my beautiful, amazing fiance. And uh, she is such a wonderful, God-fearing woman. And she helps me and supports me in the direction of where I'm going. And so I appreciate her so much. But I can say for me personally that I love and adore Daylene. And so in that same way. We should show adoration to our Heavenly Father. And so I want to quickly go through what I'm calling the five W's of worship. And those of you that are, are young people, you're in high school, in English class, you learned about the five W's. The who, the what, the where, the when, the why, and they add in the how. So I want to go through the five W's of worship. And so first is, who is worship for? 
we know that worship is for God and no one else. And when we think about the nature of God and his desire for us, we see that he's a loving God. We see that, 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 he, that he chases after us when we're heading in the wrong direction of our life. He loves us. We also see that he's a caring God. One who picks us up when we fall and brings us back to him. We also see that he's a forgiving God. That when we repent of our sins, he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. But he's also a jealous God. But only in the way that serving him only and no one else. Because he is righteous enough for our praise. And no one else deserves that worship. So if we take a a quick look at Genesis chapter 1. We were in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth. He created the heavens and the earth and he took seven days. He made heavens and the earth, the birds in the sky, the animals in the water, the animals on the land, but he also created us. And it says in his word that he created us in his image and that we are set apart. That alone should make us want to shout just for his goodness that we are made in his image. We were created in his image to worship him but we have to be careful because our nature as human beings is to worship we have to be careful that we don't get caught up in worshiping other things our 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 attention span our focus might get distracted on things like money on things like drugs or alcohol or 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 things that is not bringing glory to god We have to make sure that we remember who we're worshiping. Because no one can compare to the great God that we serve. No one can compare to the way maker that makes ways in our life. No one can compare to the provider that provides the things that we need and sometimes the things that we want. No one else can provide the mind-regulating God that we serve that helps us and brings us to focus when we have anxiety or distractions or things that make us anxious or worry. No one else can compare to the light in the darkness that when we, we are, are lost in this dark world that he brings us to where we need to be out of the darkness. No one can compare to the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the Jehovah, Rapha, and the Yeshua. No one can compare to our God. So worship, who is worship for? Worship is for God. So if we look at the when, we talked about the who, let's look at the when. When should we worship? We should worship God all the time. In every season and in every situation, we ought to worship God. In Psalms 100 verse 4, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. 
He's deserving of our praise in every season of our life. But it's always in a time of crisis when people want to call out to God. We hear it in our, in our nation. When something goes wrong, they call out, God bless our nation. But where was calling out to God when everything was going good? And that should not be the only time when he hears from you. He should not hear from you only on a Sunday morning service. He should not hear from you on a Wednesday night service or any Bible studies that you might be a part of. I like to say that we worship God because he's worth our worship. And anything that we see of value, it deserves our time. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to show you that that we have to be careful that we don't just use God for the things that we want and just expect him to give it to us. God is not a genie God where we rub the side and he appears and we have three wishes. No, God is a God of decency and in order. And so our worship needs to be consistent in every moment. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. But in some cases, we should praise God before the victory. There's many times in the Bible where God told him just to praise. Just praise. I call that an advanced praise. You know when you swipe your credit card and the money's not yours, but you, you receive the item? <laughs> That's what I call an advanced praise. We get the fullness of his joy. We get the fullness of his grace and his mercy. That is new to us every day. Even though we do not earn it. And we don't deserve it. But yet he gives it to us. It's times like these that we need to put our faith in God. Because sometimes it gets real hard. I can think back to the story of Job. When he was tried, but he was faithful. And because he was faithful, Satan thought that he could sneak up and, and, and try to test him to get him to fall. But no, he believed that his God can do abundantly, exceedingly abundantly above all things that he can ask or think. And so then when he began to take things away from him, his family, his livestock, his wife told him to curse God. But no, he had faith and trusted God. And he worshipped through the valley. You see, because if we praise him on the mountaintop, then we ought to praise him in the valley. Because when it gets hard, when it gets hard, it's nothing like the moment where we can just put on some worship music and have a 10 minutes praise break because we are still alive. We are still kicking. We are still moving. We have breath in our lungs. We are functioning. We are able to do the things that he has called us to do because of his everlasting grace and his mercies. And so in those times of weakness, in those times of struggles, we believe that our praise can be a weapon against our struggles. Our praise can be a weapon against our struggles. But we have to be careful that our feelings don't get in the way. We have to be careful that our feelings don't get in the way. And you might say, well, you know, this is really hard. Whatever your situation is, this is really hard for me. I'm struggling. I just lost this person that was so close to me. 
And those feelings might want to pull you away from God. But you have to remember that in the morning he gives you joy. And in the morning he will turn your morning into gladness. Amen. We cannot worship God based on how we feel. We cannot worship God based on how we feel. Because if you praise in the middle of your rough times, in the middle of your rough patch, in the middle of the struggle, your praise can be the first step to your breakthrough. Your praise can be the first step to your healing that you've been praying for. Your praise can be the first step to the deliverance from any sin and addiction that you might be facing. Your praise might be the first step to the anxiety that you feel at certain times that he gives you peace. That praise might be the first step that might be the victory over depression. But it starts when we surrender our feelings about how we feel in worship. And we give it to all to God without holding anything back. Why? Because he gets the glory and the praise. He gets the glory and we receive his peace. Can I tell you that there's nothing better than to be stressed in the middle of your circumstance and remember the goodness of God and how he kept you and how he's seeing you through. That should be the motivation to our praise when it's time to worship. You see, worship is a reflection of the goodness of God in our life. It's not a time to look look around and, 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 and observe the things that's going on. No, it's the time to give God all the honor and the glory. Because when we focus on the problem, we get bogged down with trying to figure it all out. But when we look to the problem solver, he can turn that problem around. Amen? Look at your neighbor and tell him he can turn it around. (laughs) He can turn it around. I I have a, a personal testimony. I can think back to... When worship, uh, worshiping became a struggle for me. And you might think, wow, worship is a struggle. What was a struggle for you? You struggled with that? But I think that back to when my grandmother had passed away. And for those of you that do not know, my grandmother left her country, Trinidad and Tobago, to come to America when I was born. And she stayed with me until she couldn't stay here anymore. And when she was here, we built that relationship. She was my best friend. She was also my worship partner. We built that relationship up. The reason why she was my worship partner, because I remember the times when we would have the CD player. And we would be in the backyard and she would put the CD in and we would stand there and worship together. We would sing and praise God. And when she passed away, it was very hard. Very hard to worship. Because every time I would call her on the phone, she would always love to hear me play, play the piano. And she would always be excited that I learned a new song. 
And so that was my motivator. That was my cheerleader as well as my mother. But that was my cheerleader in me worshiping. And I can think back to the time when, when we had the, the ceremony here at, at our church. A memory where, where we, forgetting the word, whatever. Celebration of life here. She was buried in Trinidad, but we had something here. And I remember that time of being able to lead worship. And it was such an amazing time. That before I was thinking, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to lead. But I remembered of how she prayed for me. And how she prayed for where that I am at now. Ooh. We serve a good God. We serve a faithful God. It says that when we look to the hills when our help comes from. He's been good. He's been good. When do we worship? We worship all the time. Where do we worship? We need to worship everywhere we go. It's not just for church services. It's not just for times of struggle. But it's times of praise. It's, it's necessary to praise. Just like when we were growing up and your parents would say, What do you say when someone gives you something? You give thanks. In Psalms 150 in verse 1 it says what? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. We need to give God our best praise wherever we go. We worship God in church together corporately but we can worship him in many different places. We can worship him in our cars. We can worship him in our house. We can worship him on the way to work. In the middle of work, on the way back home. But your worship really isn't not just singing, but it's giving words of thanks. It's, it's God, thank you for getting me to work safely today. It's God, thank you for providing for me when I didn't see that it was there. God, thank you for, for the family that I have. Thank you for the church family that I have to love on me. God, thank you for everything that I have. Because sometimes we as a people, we, we tend to, to look past the things that we have and always want more. But we have to have a heart of gratitude. And I can say that, I believe that I can say that we've become lax with the way we worship. Especially in church. You see, because our place of worship is holy ground. It may look like a basketball court. <laughs> but this place has been designated as our temple. As our place of worship. And this place is to, is to be kept holy. But 
it didn't always used to be that easy. If we put that graphic up on the screen, this is the temp this is the temple under the law of Moses. And you see around the outside was the outer court of Gentiles. And they were not allowed inside. There were next the court of women. And as you move in closer to the inside, you see it's where it became closer to God's presence. It became the court of Israel. Then, it, then there were only males and Jews allowed in that area of the court. Closer was the court of priests. There, only to enter was Jews from the tribe of Levi. Then there was the holy place where the temple ceremonies were performed by the priests. And finally in the center, there was the holy of holies. The most holy place where only the high priest was allowed to enter in once a year. And so if we think about this, if we look at the bigger picture, we... He first created humans. God first created humans and we lived with him in the garden. But we messed up and we disobeyed him, causing our banishment and, and, and from his immediate presence. In his divine mercy, God initiated a process for reconciling us to his presence. But it first, in a limited way, through the tabernacle, under the law of Moses which eventually became the temple in Jerusalem, but then Jesus came. Then Jesus came, our Messiah came and restored our direct access to God. And so now we can enter his, his courts with praise, freely, not being separated, but we can come together and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords together. In the scripture, the tabernacle and the temple are symbols of God's presence with his people. And so that is why we can say, come boldly into his presence and worship him wherever we are. That is why we worship. Because of his goodness. So why do, where do we worship? We worship everywhere. We worship everywhere. The last one is why. Why do we worship? Because he is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our praise. And it says in his word that in his presence there is fullness of joy. That in his presence there is freedom. There is life. And so in Psalms 100 verse 150 verse 6 it says, Let everything that have breath sing praises to the Lord. So that means today, if you have breath in your lungs, if you are breathing, you have life. We ought to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is a reason to praise the Lord, that we have life. Because some people did not wake up this morning. But we are here in a place where we can freely worship. 
That is a reason to praise Him. Is there anybody here today that they can say that their life has been a testament of the goodness of God? That you thought you wasn't going to make it? That you were in a rough place and you didn't see a a way out? I have a word for somebody today that you may feel that you are broken. But can I tell you that God can do amazing things with broken pieces? Can I tell you that you might be broken, but you are still broken in his hand? That even though you might be broken, you are still broken, but anointed. That you might be broken, but you are still broken in his hand. He is close to the brokenhearted. And so if we take the time and think about where he's brought us from and all the mess that we have been through, the hurt and the pain that we have endured in life, the loss that we've had and where we are now, we have life. We have liberty. We have joy in knowing that we have eternal life in him. And if God did nothing else, he has done enough. If he did nothing else for us, He has done enough. Some people might wonder why we dance around, why we scream and we shout, but it's because the Lord has been good and that he is still working. And he's still working today because if he did it before, he can do it again and he can do it for you. He can do it for you today. There's just something about opening up our mouths and worshiping him. There's something about lifting our hands in surrenderance and surrendering to his will. There's something about bowing down at his feet and giving our burdens and our worries to him in worship. That is why... It is so important that we worship him in everything that we do because he said in his word that he will let the rocks cry out for us. And I don't know about you, but I don't want a rock crying out for me because I know he's been more good to me than he's been to the rock because he's been faithful and he's been consistent through the days of our life for us not to praise him. But sometimes, you know, you might say, Pastor Nate, it's hard sometimes. You might be just going through the motions. In that song that says nothing else, it it talks about, I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry when it was just all about me. But we have to remember to praise him through the storm. There's a song that says, and I'll praise you in this storm. And I will lift my hands. For you are who you are, no matter where I am. And every tear that I cry, you hold it in your hand. You have never left my side. Although my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. And so when we talk about the time of worship... When we talk about the time of worship, I love the way how you guys worship. I love to see you guys enter in. I love that when we introduce a new song, that you guys, you have a heart of of wanting to learn. Wanting to learn it, to desire to learn it, to be able to lift it up to him. The desire of our heart needs to be to give him praise 
always. So why do we worship? We worship because he is good. We worship because he is faithful. And so as the team comes back up to the stage, I just have these last words. It's time that we step out of our comfort zones. It's time for a refreshing. It's time to come back to the heart of worship. Where it's not about me, and it's not about how I feel. It's not about how it makes anyone else feel. But it's about, is God pleased with what we are doing here today? Is God pleased with our worship here today? As, as you guys may know here today that Satan was a worshiper. He was. He had instruments inside of him. And he worshiped God. But then pride got in the way. And it became all about him. And he made that one mistake and he fell. But if you look at it like this, we are created in his image. And we might fall, we might go the other direction, we might fall astray, but when we come back to him and we worship him, he takes us back. That is grace. That is mercy. Worship is God's entrance to do something big in your life so as you stand up to your feet this morning I want you to imagine that if Jesus walked into this room right now how would you worship how would you praise You might say, well, pastor, I would stand up and give him praise. I will clap my hands. I would run to him. I would scream. I would shout. I would dance in his presence. You might even say, I might wash his feet. I might bow before him. But can I tell you today, church, that he is already here. He is already here. We don't wait for God to enter in. We are the ones that need to enter in. Because he is already here. He is already moving. He is expecting you to come in ready for worship. And so I want to challenge you today. For the next 15 minutes, I want to spend a time in worship. And I want to spend a time in worship where we don't worry about anybody beside us. I don't want to, 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 to be, be distracted by anybody around us. Don't worry about anybody, but just worship about the King of Kings. Let's worship the King of Kings today. Because when you come here, that shouldn't be the time when you're getting ready for worship. You should already be worshiping. The King of Kings and the King of Glory is already here.
If we can scream and shout for the Super Bowl, if we can scream and shout for the World Cup, we ought to give God a praise for He's been better to us. He's been better to me than I've been to myself because He's been a good God. He's been a faithful God. He's been... He's been so good. And so just for the next 15 minutes, I just encourage you to step out from wherever you are and just fill the room with worship. Let us fill the room with our voices. Let us fill the room with our voices. It's said in his word. said in his word that we will praise him for his unequal greatness praise him with a blast of the ram's horn let me tell you something about the ram's horn yes god let me tell you something about the ram's horn see today we might have some walls some spiritual jericho walls in our life that need to come down we may have some spiritual walls in our life that may need to come down. And what did what did God tell them to do? He told them to march around the encampment. March around the city with seven priests. And on the seventh day that they would march around seven times. And each priest would blow the horn. And they would lift up a shout. They would lift up a praise. You see, because in the chapters before they were they were worrying about how they were going to defeat these people they were afraid and they did not believe that it could not come down but can i tell you that there's something about a praise there's something about a praise that when we lift up our voice and we lift up our hands and we magnify the king of glory and let the king of glory enter in can we do that can we let those walls break down today? I encourage somebody to praise, to be free in his presence, to dance in his presence, to magnify God in your own way. There's a word in the Hebrew and it says tehila. The meaning of that word is to sing a new song. And so today I want I want to encourage you to sing a new song. Don't worry about the words on the screen. Don't worry about the singers and the musicians on the stage. But I want to encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and give God praise. Can we do that? Can we just do that? Let's go worship team. Let's lift it up this morning. Today... When we worship him in, our, in his presence. When we worship him in his presence, we are supposed to be vulnerable. A couple of weeks ago, I, was, I brought a word to the youth about worship. It was a talk time and we were just having a conversation. And I was telling them that worship is a time when we are vulnerable with God where we are vulnerable with God what does vulnerable mean that means that when, when you might when you're in a war and you're on the battlefield 
and you're fighting. What you don't want to be is vulnerable. Because then the enemy can attack. But can I tell you that when you're in the presence of God, it's better to be vulnerable with God and let him do a work in you. Let him do a work in you. So that you can go out into the community, go out into the world, and do as he commanded to preach the good news. Nothing else will do, I just want you. that for the next moments as we're in this time of worship that there's people that need a refreshing today there's people that need a refreshing in their body need healing in their body i also believe that there's there's people here today that needs deliverance needs deliverance any prayer needs that you have I want to encourage you to come down to the front that if you have need healing in your body if you can make your way down to the front you see we don't just come to church just to come to come to church and look nice with our Sunday best and go back home we come to be filled with his presence we come to be filled with his word with his spirit and his anointing so that we can go out and preach the good news Sunday church is not about coming and just having a time of church Sunday church is about a time where we come and we get our weekly refilling we get our weekly refreshing of the anointing so today if you would like the anointing of the holy spirit to be alive and well in your life if you can make your way up to the front we are a pentecostal church and we believe in the power of the holy spirit and we believe that by the evidence of this of speaking in, in tongues but it's not just about speaking in tongues We believe that through the Holy Spirit giving us utterance that we are able to do his work. That the Holy Spirit will move and it is still alive and well. It is active today. And so Holy Spirit we ask you to fill this place. Holy Spirit we ask you to fill this room. Fill this place with your anointing God. Fill this place with your power. Father God we do not want to leave this place the same way that we came in. We want to leave here changed. We want to leave here changed for the better. Father God, those people are hurting. Your children are hurting. And we are crying out to you this morning. We are crying out to you this morning. You said anything that we ask or think. If we call on him. We call on the name of Jesus. We call on the name of Jesus. Go ahead and lift us up in worship. Worship team. I surrender all to you and everything I give to you withholding nothing withholding nothing 
withholding nothing withholding nothing I surrender and I surrender all to you can we lift that up this morning and that up Of, of worship, a place of surrenderance, everything, everything we give, everything to you, withholding not, withholding nothing, withholding, withholding nothing, withholding nothing. Withholding nothing Withholding nothing Oh, we give it all to you, God We thank you and we praise you We thank you and we praise you We thank you and we praise you Come on, can we just take a couple more seconds and give God praise? Can we just give Him praise? Can we just give Him praise? Father God, we bless you. Father God, we lift you up. Father God, you are only, you are only God that sits high and that sit that looks low. Father God, we magnify you for who you are. We magnify you for what you have done, Father God. And only you deserve, only you deserve the highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we begin to close our service this morning, I just want to remind you that we have our night of worship tonight as we end our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I believe that we started our night of worship 
right here. So if you are believing for a continuance of a mighty move of God, I want to encourage you that I know Sunday evenings might be a time of rest to prepare for the next week, but let's rest in the presence of God. Can we do that? Can we bask in the presence of God together? I'm looking forward to seeing you guys tonight. I'm looking forward to worshiping with you guys tonight and just just worshiping and giving God our best praise. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. What a word. Now we can do one of two things. Yeah, let's let's praise God. Praise God. We can do one of two things. We can say, wow, for a young preacher, he did good. And he did praise God. Or we can say, you know what? That was a word for me. And I'm going to walk in obedience to that word. I'm going to have a lifestyle of worship. I'm not just going to come Sunday morning and go, hallelujah. Anybody can look good on Sunday morning, but how are you looking on Monday? How you looking when the bills come in? How you looking when the doctor calls? That's when we have to really put our the, the message. I don't know where he went, but the message into practice. That God, I may not know what's going on. I may not like it. I may not understand it. But what I know, God, is I trust you and I praise you. And when you are feeling like something is coming against you, get that praise music on. He said a 10-minute praise break can break bondage. I believe it. Turn the TV off sometimes and put on worship music and just get lost with Jesus. And I want to challenge you next Saturday night to prepare your heart for Sunday morning for the Word. I'm excited to bring the Word next Sunday. I could preach now, but I won't. You've already heard enough. But I'm excited to bring the Word. And I challenge you, prepare your heart. Spend time talking with God Saturday night. Not just Saturday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday too. But spend time just cleansing your mind and your thoughts and worshiping Him so that when you come in here, you're ready to worship. We love you, and I just want to pray God's blessings over you. Remember, when you walk out that door, you're walking into your mission field. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I praise you and I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. I ask you, oh God, to work in their lives, meet their needs, bless, encourage, and strengthen them, and help us to remember you bless us to be a blessing to others. May we be your hands and feet to the lost, the dying, and the hurting. In the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Be blessed.